Welcome to another episode of Night to the Brown Table, a podcast of three Pacific Islanders sharing our views and the lens through which we see the world. I'm Sefa. I'm Sila. To the vast intergalactic space of the interwebs, it is a song she seems just mistress, mattress of this generation. <laughs> Someone who also claims our heritage from Chinese and Germany, our colonizers, who has also turned into a journalist wow. slash journalist slash a dangerous <laughs> a dangerous <laughs> rabbit I like that's my favorite what, one dangerous what? dangerous rabbit rabbit <laughs> yeah. uh, a rabbit a rabbit as, as some would say Ooh. yeah multi language yeah. week let's go uh, kia ora Lamar hi <laughs> We have a guest. His name is Taufia Pelesasa, a Tokelauan Salmon, Kiwi born and raised in Rotorua, New Zealand, but based out here in Sydney, Australia. He got into the industry by way of acting, but identifies as a creative with a particularly deep love for screenwriting and filmmaking. Oh. Welcome. Kira. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I still feel like the intro was so much worse than the one that just went before. Wait, me. There was so much more. Yeah. Yeah. There is so much more. And also, I- I'm a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> and also a rabbit. He's a, he's a rabbit. <laughs> oh, as well. I was like, that was the first dot point. So I'm gonna keep going. Oh, why That's did we stop? Why did we stop? Keep going and moldy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but welcome. Thank you. Thank for you for me. coming on the show. We really Yay. appreciate you coming out. So flabbergasted that we even have guests on our show. To be honest, no, seriously, like, we had really? a talk with Fia beforehand. We're like, we're very nervous because you're like legit, oh, <laughs> <But> really <laughs> icky as well. Yeah, Super for legit. Real, yeah. So I'm really nervous. We're getting professional, like actual people. Oh, <laughs> you no, are no, just our friends. Like a little bit professional, a little bit ratchet. <laughs> that, that's my slogan in life, and I will continue running with his bio line. That's yeah. actually yeah, my um, OnlyFans bio line. <laughs> 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 What's the handle? Let's link in. Why are we sitting here? Please uh, my mum will send it to you. <laughs> She's my go manager. Sad, <laughs> She's my manager. She's managing my She's OnlyFans. My manager. I don't even know what OnlyFans is. <laughs> I have no idea what OnlyFans is. <laughs> oh, he's pretending to as well. <laughs> Very good actor. Very, Very good. good. Oh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm Simon de Galawan. My uh, ancestry roots are to Fatsosisa Fatsulafai in Vailopalauli in Samoa and Nukunanu Togelau. And my diaspora Pacific roots are to the communities of Ford Block Rotorua and Mount Druitt, Western Sydney. That's me. I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what that means. I just know that I... title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I, I went in a, a, to, to be an actor and then sort of came out and I do a lot less acting than I do sort of mm. other things. So yeah. I don't really know where I belong. Yeah. But so a creative who is a little bit professional, a little bit a little ratchet. ratchet. And that's Other all... Bio line? Yeah, that's all yeah. we kind of need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit of a story with your voice. Oh, what yeah, happened? I, should, I should put a disclaimer on this disgusting thing. <laughs> we don't have subtitles. That is coming out of my <laughs> mouth. Uh, so I was, uh, um, I play footy. Get it. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Which is, which is something that with people don't. With 13-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, just by myself. Um, which is something people don't really know. I was punched in the throat. <laughs> By one of the mothers? That wasn't even on the field. It wasn't even on the field. Yeah, I wasn't at a game at all. This has has nothing to do with rugby at all. No, I went in for a tackle, got into a fight. Creative fear is really a nice person, but rugby fear is a little bit of a tryout. I went in for a tackle, got up a Samoan boy from Maryland's punch me in the (laughs) throat. Damn, I live in Maryland. (laughs) So whoever you are, whoever you are, thank you. And I've been left with this very husky voice mm. um, until I consult my sofa <laughs> and go to a doctor's. And that's the story, the story, the story of my, my throat. What team do you play for? 
I play in Rosebank uh, at Willara. That's kind of fancy, huh? It is very white, yeah. which is probably why the someone boy punched me. <laughs> 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 what the hell is this? So who the, island who the, the fuck field? is he playing for? I know. Why are you playing for Rosebank? <laughs> 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 Help him know his place. Yeah. I was going to say, I was no, like, I honestly, I honestly think that's the reason. Because I was the only a brown person in that team. He was like, t- right. that whole team, Maryland's was all Samoans. They were like, target. And so it was me. Target the only one. Let's target the, the only, only p- The traitor. <laughs> <laughs> and I only went to that team because my friend was in there. And so I went there. Okay. This is what happens when you... <laughs> you this is what happens when, when, you, when you're trying to pretend to be someone else. Huh? You're punching the throat. Australia says no to violence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also like, I deserved it. So... Like we we wanted to bring fear on because we've seen a lot of your stuff coming up with the making of Diety and Parramatta. And so we wanted to ask, why do you think having Pacifica people is important in like media representation? Oh, it's huge. I think this is probably the worst example. But if you look at the confidence that white people have (laughs) as they carry themselves in the world, Mm. all of that actually comes from hearing themselves and seeing themselves constantly. True. So the way, the reason why it's important for us and if you look at sort of the the climate of Pacific people in Australia specifically, and I and I allude to the sort of situation that happened in Melbourne with our young mm. boy who obviously lost his life, Solomon, yeah. and to me that is an offshoot of our lack of visibility because if you're giving these kids something to allowing these kids to hear themselves and see themselves, the amount of times those th- things happen would be reduced mm. because you're allowing these kids to hear and see themselves and feel valid, yeah. and so if you're not doing that. In, in media, then what they believe is possible is less. Mm. And so then we end up doing some things like this. Basically, for me, it's more important for our young people to hear themselves and see themselves so that they get to a place that white people are right now where they feel so confident in the world and carry themselves with their confidence in the world. And we sort of deserve that as well. Mm. And we don't have it anywhere in the world yeah. but for me Australia is my priority because it's where I'm from it's where I live it's where my family is the, the differentiation between us here and Pacific people in, in, in New Zealand is vastly different you know How so? as someone who's lived and worked in diaspora both diaspora I can tell you obviously there's still more room to go in New Zealand but there is a privilege of being Pacific mm-hmm. in that country that we do not have here yeah. there there are like funding bodies that are solely funding um Rounds that are solely dedicated to Pacifica people creating work. And there are schools dedicated to Pacifica achievement. There is language weeks that we all follow in the diaspora actually come from New Zealand. Mm. Like we're following the New Zealand Trend. lead on that stuff. Yeah. None of that exists in this space. And they don't care in this country. They literally don't care. We fall into this big bracket of people of colour, which is a term which I am slowly veering away from. Because mm-hmm. even in the discussion of people of colour, Pacifica people are still at the bottom. Yeah. And for me, I'm, my priority is centering us in every opportunity that we have. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah. I, I have seen shows mm. and, like, we've seen, like, for example, like, we have a lot of Pacific Islanders that play sport mm. in Australia. I've seen some shows where, even with commercials, I feel like it's kind of changing as well. Mm. I see a lot more Pacific Islanders in commercials in on Australia t- Australian TV. But a lot of those roles and those parts haven't yeah. been written <laughs> By yeah. Pacific Islanders. And that's the problem is mm. that the fight now isn't to get us on screen. Mm. The fight is who is actually putting us there. Mm-hmm. I think the generation before us, their fight was just to be seen. So if that meant white people writing us in, then that meant white people writing us in. It just meant seeing us. Mm-hmm. But now the fight, our fight as a generation is not now to just be seen. It's who's putting us there and who's writing us in. Look at the family on Home and Away at the moment. 
Yeah, I know. Like the so when I was watching that, like even mm. with the writing of the what's this? Was it, is it rap? It's either Rapana. I can't remember the name of the of the Maori family on on Home and Away. Yeah. But seeing how they were written, I was just like, a lot of these family dynamics wouldn't really exist no. within a Maori family. Totally. They don't turn on brothers. No. A lot of them they they group together when it comes to culturally. You you're, you stick together yeah. with everything. And those sorts of things are the giveaway. Mm. The giveaway that our people who are who are being seen yeah. aren't being written by us mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. And you can see right through it. Like a Pacifica person watching a Pacifica person on screen who isn't authentic, it's cringy. You cringe. Yeah. There's something in you that goes, something's not right. And it's because of that. We're not mm. being – the people breathing those characters to life aren't ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And so that's sort of the bigger fight at the moment mm. that I'm finding. Yeah. Yeah. What is that fight mm. kind of like? Because we don't really see it. Because mm. you're, you're, you're not just talking about the person in front of the curtain. Mm. You're talking about being behind the curtain. Totally. What, what does that look like? So I, I started a gig at ABC this week. Mm-hmm. ABC is like a, yeah, <laughs> getting into a room, which is predominantly white, to create brown stories. That's the hard part. It's actually just getting in the room and people seeing your voice is valid. Even if it's like they have Pacific characters in the work, being a Pacific writer trying to get in the room to a lot of broadcasting places don't make doesn't make sense to them it's more annoying than anything and so just getting in the room is is, is mm. the obstacle i think which is what deity and Parramatta sort of was an, a response to is that we're around and we're here but we can't get in the spaces so we just have to create our own mm. and that's sort of what Parramatta and deity came out of was just well if you don't want to give us space then we'll just have to make our own and Parramatta and deity is sort of a response to that but not just me there's so many other Pacifica filmmakers who are doing the same thing yeah. here in Western Sydney. So I'm just one, you know. Me and the Ma, we, we had this, what was it called? That festival that we went to in the city? Something of the light? Vivid. Vivid. Yeah. yeah. And I remember there was this one time we oh. got, <laughs> we got into, and because we're, we're Christian, I don't want to specify, specify what church we go to. If you want to know, then you can ask. But a lot of the people that come to, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the people that go to our church are very conservative. Mm. And so we got into the discussion because at church, someone had brought up that if, you know, there was there was talk about Frozen Two coming out, and that Elsa would be featured as um, lesbian. A lot of people from our church were saying that if that if that was the case, that they would boycott the film. Mm. And so I remember me and Lamar getting to a discussion. Do you remember? Yeah, it, it was. Oh, I, I'm like riling up just even thinking <laughs> about it. it. It's just the notion of people not understanding the importance of representation, Absolutely. especially when they've been represented in media Majority constantly. The people that we were, were not arguing, but we were having this conversation with, they didn't understand. And I, I was thinking like, the whole time I was thinking, but you see yourself in media, All the time. you know? Yeah. It, it, does, it doesn't make sense. Totally. Why do you want to dim representation of other kinds? Yeah. Because it does, it doesn't fit your criteria of what is right. Because I remember when we were talking, I, I was saying to them, I go, I think it's important for more people of color, even though we don't like that word, <laughs> but more like to show the diversity of the world and of Australia mm-hmm. as well. And then I remember we were saying to them, I go, it's important for for kids who are LGBTQIA plus to be able to see themselves on screen and know that they're okay, yeah, and that they are normal, totally. that they're not like weird or abnormal and yeah. it's the same with people of color as well so that 
the default representation or standards of beauty isn't just white. Oh, totally. Mm. But and it, that raises a big problem within our own community as mm. well. Like we're not... My criticism is on the industry, but I also have criticisms of our own community yeah. as well in that we are so intersectional mm-hmm. and that we're not just, you know, brown people. Exactly. There are actually layers of, of intersectionality that I'm a gay man. Yeah. So I'm telling a story about footy boys. Yeah. And to me, people, um, someone was like, why would you tell that story? Like, I was like, A, I play rugby, mm-hmm. regardless of my sexuality. B, um, for me, even though this particular group of our community would never tell my story, the biggest act of love I can give back to my community is to tell theirs. And for me, that is showing solidarity and that my love for my community is unconditional, even though they have conditions on whether I exist there or not. I don't know why I'm getting emotional yeah. over there. I powerful. totally mm. get that. Yeah. Like I think mm. like seeing how a lot of our people but there's so much range and not just like mm. with different kinds of people. There's so many of just like an individual has so many layers totally. and different sides to them. Yeah. And it's important for everyone to be able to see themselves on screen. 100%. So that they can be able to see that oh that's I'm like them. Because yeah. that's how I felt when I saw Sis. That's how I felt when, you know, watching some of your work that you put mm. out with some of your short films. I was like, that's my grandma, that's me, totally. that's my sister. And be, being able to see that it's just like a, such a, a sur- totally. huge surge of pride. Yeah, because the greatest dis- disservice we can do to ourselves and our community is, is not to, to look at ourselves as multi-layered mm. when we are. Be- because we already have the outside looking at us as one tone. Why would we do that to ourselves? Mm. We know how diverse our community is. It, like it's such a disservice not to, to represent all of that. I guess like growing up, you see, you see the gap, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what makes you see the gap and then going from seeing the gap to feeling the gap? Like how do you, what was that action that you took that? Oh, it's, it's, it's because the gap is still very much real yeah. for me as well. Like I think my activeness online sometimes creates this idea that I'm over the gap, but I'm still very much trying to get over it as well. What I've started to do, was just to shift away from looking at the people on the other side of the gap and just going, well, they need to come over the gap. I don't need to go over the gap anymore. It's not my job to fill the gap anymore. It's yours. And that is shown in just simple way. Well, not simple, but creating our own spaces. Yeah. You know? And instead of putting us in the margin, putting us in the center and putting them in the margin. It sounds waffly, but it, for me, it's just a mental shift of, of um, they're never going to come to us. So forget them and let's just do what we're doing here in Western Sydney. Yeah, because I do find that a lot of the time when it comes to like people of colour or even when it comes to people who are LGBTQIA+, they're usually the side character, Always. like the funny person <clears throat> or the <throat> hype person. <clears throat> but to have them as the central main character, that's like... Yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah. It's, it's huge, but it's sad because it shouldn't be. Like, it shouldn't be a huge thing that mm. we are the center of a story. Because yeah. we are the center of our stories every day. Yeah. And we deserve the right to have that represented on television mm. or on films and all that stuff as well. And that's just the, and for me, that's the core of, of what I do. It's just putting us where we belong. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's not rocket science for me. Mm. When it comes to a Pacific mm. community, a lot of people are very out there. Mm. And you'll see it in church, you'll see it yeah. like in like social circles. A lot of us are funny, very charismatic, confident when it comes to performing. Lamar and Sifa are prime examples of no. like Lamar. amazing. Lamar. Oh, from, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. with Sifa, <laughs> some special things there. No. When it comes to performing. And so like, how can someone, so I know that there are a lot of people that are listening now. How can someone actually be able to monetize on that? Monetize on that. Oh. Or become professional in those ways. It's a hard one, eh? Because I sort of got into it 
by going the Western route, mm-hmm. like doing like going to drama school, getting an agent, then just doing the audition cycle over and over again. And I don't want to discourage people from doing that because that's a very valid part of the industry, but you lose yourself in, in that world. I, I think the key to that is for more people like, I'll use film as an example, more people who are making films like me to, to, to be, have enough courage to just create a space that is separate from that world and provide people with a path. Like we took interns in from high schools, right? And like no one takes interns into their film from high schools. <laughs> And we took four in because to me, allowing these kids to come onto set, they were, we had like two Tongans and two Samoans come on set. They were like 15, 16 years old. And to see us in action, telling our own stories in the space we provided, th- that created a, a, like, um, it made a pathway as a brown person more real mm-hmm. for them in this industry that that part of the industry will never give them. So to, uh, to answer that question, it's, we need more of us creating our own spaces, telling our own stories. And that will give people or young people uh, more of a reality, like that it's real, that it's tangible, that it's tangible, that you can can grab it. Yeah, yeah. And I want to, and I want them to believe that without losing themselves, because of course they can do it and they can pursue it over there. And I don't want to be like doomsday, but it's hard over there to do it without forgetting who you are. And so I want to be part of a movement which creates our own industry, Mm. so that you can pursue it and you can pursue it with. By being who you are. Did you yeah. have like any experiences because you were talking about uh, you went on the Western way? Mm. Were there any any moments where they said, "Oh, you're too brown," or you speak oh, too totally. much of like, yeah. um, or you're, or you're, you're some Pacific Islander? <laughs> or, like, <laughs> I have so many stories from that audition world that, that just have so informed exactly who I am. Mm. The worst one was I got to this. I was auditioning for a TV show in New Zealand, and it got to I got to like the final two. And, and the, when I think back, I regret auditioning for that role, but it was like this young drug dealer, classic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a main role, and yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, cool. It's between you and Manu totally. Bennett. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that was my mentality back then. I was like, sweet, easy, let's just do this. Um, and it got down to the two of them, me and the other person. And when you get to that point in an audition, because it takes months to get to that point, mm-hmm. you, if you don't get it, you can ask for feedback mm-hmm. from the network. And the network was TV3, I think. I didn't get it. I lost it, but I was able to get feedback. And she was like, oh, yeah, I got your feedback. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. What, is, what, what was it? What was it? And they were like, oh, they just thought you were great, but there was just too much wisdom in your eyes <laughs> to be playing a drug dealer. You need to dim the light. Yeah. Level? They just wanted more of a dumb Islander wow. to play this role. Love that. Yeah. Okay. And that, that's probably the, like, the most pivotal. Mm. At that point, I was like, okay, this is fucked. How am I supposed to change this? Close them? I know. Maybe have yeah. a half open. Yeah, exactly. So did you want a blind one? Like, that, that was not a direction I was given. You wanted Stevie Wonder yeah, to yeah, play yeah. this role. No one asked me to play blind. Like, you know? I, if what you had eyes, told me, yeah. what did your eyes look like? I don't know. Like, I well, want like the tapes. Yeah, just well, like, yeah, yeah. How do you play wisdom in your eyes? And it's just like, you know, all Would you like some drugs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, like that's one example of so many. Crap. Yeah, pretty shit. But pretty but good learning curves. But that's the sort of stuff like you, you people don't know about, mm. you know, the pursuing that this industry. Some people some and like power to the islanders who don't give a shit about it. <laughs> but I think the the wisdom in my eyes were too telling of that I was just not supposed to be there. What, like what how did you respond to that? 
Oh, like I, I think I messaged the Asian and just said, well, it's fucked up. But I just, then I went to the next audition. <laughs> You're like, okay, cool. So when's my next job? Because I need to like, I'm like struggling here. Like. <laughs> but you just get caught up in the, the, the glamour of trying to make mm. it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So do, do you think it's harmful to for characters to play into racial stereotypes? Like, for example, I, I was trying to look up the, the, the... I remember reading through one of the interviews and you said that you wanted our people to... You know, you want different characters mm. and for people to be able to see themselves and identify. And so, for example, like in TV and things like we have Jonas, we have <laughs> um, people who play security guards, we have mm. people who play drug dealers. So is it a harmful thing where we do have people that are like that, that are security guards, that do work in factories? I don't think it's harmful. Like, this, mm. you know, stereotypes exist because they, uh, they're part of our community. But if that's the only... Those are the only people from our community you're pushing. It's dangerous. Yeah. How so? Well, then, because uh, people are sheep. They'll believe whatever they see. And this is why our visibility is really important. Because if, if in this country all they're really pushing up us being bouncers or working in factories or footy players, then you're only seeing what... Like, all you can achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's what young people are seeing in our community and going, well... That's that, my life. That's my future. Yeah. If those are the stories that are worth telling from our community, then that must be it. Mm. Whereas when we're so much more than that, like you're the stage production factory. Mm. And I think that's a good balance of what you're trying to, based on what I'm understanding, what you're trying to achieve, where it's like, oh, here's somewhat of a stereotype, but Mm. there's subtlety to it. There's nuance to it. It's not just, you're not a dumb drug dealer. You're more than that. You're a wise drug dealer. Yeah. And it's, it's you're a very smart (laughs) one. Your eyes. Like, honestly, I'm feeling it. You're a wise drug dealer. Wow. You know what? I'm New starting to see what yeah. those auditions, what that casting agent. Just <laughs> what was that? What drugs you have? <laughs> <laughs> this is the real reason I came. I just need you guys all. <laughs> I worked in a factory. Yeah. Like you know, there's no absolutely no shame in that. But it's about the individual stories. Same with footy, mm-hmm. and that's sort of what Parramatta is sort of covering. In that we see all these boys, our brown boys. We make up 47 percent of the NRL. But what are our actual stories that get us there? What are the, the stories of victory and loss mm-hmm. amongst our boys that get us there? What are the stories of, of, of us or what happens to our boys after we leave, if, after they leave that world? On the most part, sometimes it's not, it's not a happy ending. How, 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 do we, how, how do we tell those narratives? There's so many layers to us. That's mm. the sort of yeah. point. You know, we have all come from different places <laughs> that's brought us to this table today. Like, and like three of us are Samoan, but our stories won't be the same. Yeah. They'll be informed by our Samoanness, but... They're never the same story. a struggle to to really write down why I think some things are funny but I know because I grew up in the culture I yeah. know how it works I understand that look that someone gives you that yeah, yeah, subtle yeah. subtle look is <laughs> hilarious yeah how do you translate that uh, yeah I think like uh, writing's hard like it's yeah. probably the hardest part of the process I think because nothing else gets made without someone writing it a good script I just try not to criticize the writing before because I'm really bad. I'm one of those writers who won't write a, 
write drafts before a final draft? Like I always just want to write the final draft. Oh, okay. oh so you're uh, constantly delaying. Oh, yeah, yeah, and okay. I'm so bad at it. Like yeah. people are like, get over yourself. Like write a first draft. I just want to write the perfect script all the time. Mm. But it's like you just have to let go of judging the work before it gets to the okay, point yep. that it needs to. Mm-hmm. And also it, it depends on who your audience is when you're writing. Mm. See, if, if when I used to write and I always had white people as the sort of primary audience, I would critique my work a lot more. Because I'm like, oh, Balangis wouldn't find that funny. Or Balangis wouldn't mm. understand that. But um, writing has become easier because I don't care about their audience it's anymore. Like, do you think it's exactly, funny? Exactly. Yeah. But also, do my friends find it funny? Yeah. And I like to base a lot of um, what I write around my mum. Yeah. <laughs> and I think more like, would my mum find this funny? Mm. And that's sort, of, that's sort of my target audience. Is that's my, awesome. People like my mum because my mum's funny. She's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. She should write, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all about reframing your audience, I think, yeah. for me. It sounds really radical. People are like, oh, because I've been into rooms where I've had to pitch my show to panelists and people and funding bodies. And I remember when I pitched uh, Parramatta originally, they were, it was, as it is, it was four Samoan boys or four island boys. And the panelists who were all white women said to me, oh, no one would watch that. Really? Yeah. This was maybe like three years ago. And I was like, oh, why? And they were like, because it's all islanders. Like you have to diversify the cast. And I'm like, why would I, why would I? Why would I diversify the cast? Yeah. Like, I'm an Islander. I'm going to write Islanders as the center of the stories that I create. Mm. And so for a period, I had the characters changed. I had a someone lead, a Lebanese boy, <laughs> like, an, like an African boy, yeah. and then a white boy. And it just never sat right with me mm. because I had changed the audience. Yeah. And it was unauthentic for me to write it that way. So then I ended up rewriting it back to what it was and centering for Island Boys. But the switch from learning that, you, you can write stuff specifically for your community, and that's okay. What is Parramatta? Give it a little spiel. What we made was a pilot, so we shot it in, in four days. Uh, wow. 15 oh, wow. to 20. That is... No, no, but that, it gets worse. Okay. <laughs> we shot two pilots for two different shows in four days. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so uh, one is called Parramatta and one's called Dating. Mm. Parramatta is, I mean, the gist of the show is for island boys pursuing the NRL. The NRL sort of serves as the backdrop, but the stories are really about the boys. these boys yeah. growing up in Western Sydney and just trying to grow the fuck up in, in this in the city, but also trying to make it. And then all the sort of the pressures and the, the highs and the lows of that world. Yeah. The lead character is called Antonio, which is based on my little brother, Antonio, who was sort of in that world for a long time. And I think... Uh, what we see as the public is the really the glory and all the beautiful parts. But I think, I mean, all of you would surely know someone in their world. Yeah. What they don't see are the sort of like the losses, the, you know, the, the sadness around mm. not making it or not making the cut. Like my little brother, like he's still very much in that world. And, he, he, you know, having to watch him sort of navigate that as a young person is hard, especially when you're, you know, he's your younger brother. He took a, a year off, went to, 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 to France and pursued it, came back. And so that's really what this story is about. Mm. It's about these boys just trying to grow up in this in this in this country. Deity is is a complete flip. It's uh, set in a fictional high school called Mountjoy High. The lead is uh, his name's Jacob. He has mild cerebral palsy, which is based on my nephew who has mild cerebral palsy, who's also called Jacob. And it was uh, triggered by this moment. I went to this trampoline place with him and my nie- nieces and nephews, and it was the first time I noticed him notice that he was different. Yeah. From the other kids? Yeah, he could have, he should have just an attempt to jump on the trampoline because he kind of knew that something would happen. And so he just sat and watched the rest of his nieces and nephews. And for me, that was a really heartbreaking moment where I realized, man, we forget about... It's one thing to remember our kids, but remember, you know, that... Yeah, it's the discussion about intersectionality. Yeah. Who is telling the stories of our disabled community? 
No one, mm. you know, there's no one out there doing it. And so it was set in the high school about these kids. There's four of them who are the unlikeliest heroes amongst our, our youth. Anyway, someone goes missing in the school, another Samoan girl at formal, they're all year 12. And then these four particular kids wake up a week in the past and they're the only ones who realize it, but they wake up with the powers of ancient Samoan gods and they have to use those powers to then figure out what happened to this girl. Yeah. There's heaps of other layers, but it's about our young people. You know, we, we've been taught so much to look outside for mm -hmm. inspiration on how to pursue dreams or to overcome obstacles. And for me, what I've learned heaps as I grow up is actually we already have everything we need yeah, in our communities mm. to empower us. And for me, the ultimate is connecting to culture yeah. and what represents culture more than our old belief system because it informs everything of, of who we are today. Yeah, it's heaps of fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm still thinking about post-production at the moment. <laughs> in the back of my mind. Oh my so it's like Sailor Moon. <laughs> honestly, it's like, so they're Sailor Scouts. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like someone um, someone uh, said to me the other day, they were like, so it's like a superhero film. Yeah. And I was like, it is, but it's so much more. Yeah. Because superhero films are based off fiction. Yeah. But these are. They're literally acquiring the powers of ancient gods. Yeah. You know, that have existed for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. So, yeah. This is better than a superhero yeah. fucking film. I remember when we were talking about that Queensland club and how they wanted to base the club of Tane Mahuta, a Māori god. And for me, I was just like, use your own. Who, like, Who was that? So this was, a, they a shut nice it club. down because oh, what I love was that, um, you know, a lot of Māori and Pacifica people jumped on and said they, you know, they said this isn't right yeah. and, and whatnot. Mm. And so for me, I love that you're highlighting the stories that already exist totally. within yeah. our culture and within our community. Totally. Yeah. And like, do you know how amazing the ancient gods yeah. of Samoa? They're amazing. Like we still, I didn't know about them. So we, so before Christianity came, like even our, our story of creation, mm. we have you know the underworld Pulotu, mm. Pulotu as well. Saber, yeah. Nafanua. Yeah, Nafanua. You know, she's the ultimate god. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's a beautiful thing in that the, our god of war is mm. a woman. It's like to it's either god of fire. There's um, you know, the goddess of the god of rain and um, of agriculture. They tw they're twins. Mm. They're brother and sister. Yeah. Like there's all these beautiful like we, we Sim yeah yeah like, totally yeah. like we grow up having to learn about the ancient gods of Rome and Greece and Zeus. I'm like they ain't got <laughs> shit. <laughs> they have not got shit yeah. on who we, who our gods were. Yeah. And like literally, mm. I, I've I've noticed with a lot of our ancient gods, when mm. it comes to like our indigenous beliefs, yeah. a lot of them did things to protect our people and to yeah. move them forward. Like it was never selfish. And no. so when I look at like a lot of the, not to put down the Greek culture, no, of course not. <laughs> but looking at like Zeus and Athena and them, they're very selfish. Yeah. It's yeah. all very like a lot of the chaos yeah. is created by self-centeredness. Yeah. When with us, it's always about community and about helping totally. each other. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So that's that on that. That's that on that. <laughs> <laughs> So in an Instagram post you wrote, if you can't already tell, Pacific women have always been the center of much of my work because most of the heroes in my life have been Pacific women. In another post you wrote, island women are the dominant center of my work. I know from the inside the links our women go. My mother, my sisters, my aunts and cousins, my friends. Island women have been the center of my world, embracing and whole. What do you mean by island women have been the center of your world, embracing and whole? And how have the women in your life inspired you? Big one. That links back to my sexuality. Mm -hmm. I think my the women in my family could see that before I could see it. Yeah. And so they did. You know, you notice certain things that they did when you look back in hindsight that they did to 
protect you because they knew eventually you would learn something about yourself they would be hard yeah. and so when I think back to all those moments it was always had to do with my mother who would nurture like these little things about me that she knew would eventuate into something the world would see as wrong mm-hmm. and for me centering woman is my um, way of saying thank you yeah. for for preparing me for who I would become. That, mm. That's powerful. Yeah. And I think because like a lot of the time when it does come to seeing Pacific women on screen, apart from Moana, mm. I haven't seen as much. Totally. Um, especially being the center of main characters. Yeah. And so to read that, because I, I noticed on the IG post that a lot of comments were from women like me. Yeah. But because a lot of the time we don't get highlighted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the time when it does come to the type of women that are considered powerful and beautiful, you mm-hmm. don't usually consider Pacifica women. Yeah. And so to see that was very empowering as mm. well. For I think it's also like an anomaly to see a man yeah. speak to it. Especially a Pacific Island man. Yeah. Because a lot of the time it's not really... Never. Yeah. And like you could see it sort of in the responses to cis. Mm-hmm. It was never men. Yeah. It was always women. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's another commentary on our men. Like, where are you? Yeah. When women are doing well, mm. celebrate it. Because yeah. women are forever fucking celebrating men mm. and yeah. their achievements. Men don't do the same. And so for me, centering women is just my way of playing my part and sort mm-hmm. of raising and uplifting a woman. Mm-hmm. Because they're always there. They're always, they're in the background and they don't ask for much. Yeah. But any opportunity you have with my male privilege to raise them up, I'll do it. But also I love my mother. <laughs> like I'm an absolute mother's boy. You know, there's so much that my mother did that you just, I just don't. And for me, she epitomizes the island woman because she did it without any need for acknowledgement. Mm. She just like really, she, you know, we were fucking broke growing up. Like we never knew it until we really grew up. But I remember little things like my mom, you know, we couldn't go anywhere or afford to go anywhere when in school holidays. But one holiday she made us tie-dye the entire house as an, <laughs> as an activity. You know, to That's keep awesome. us preoccupied. Yeah. And so we tie-dyed our home. Yeah. And that was, you know, it was little beautiful things like that that our mothers do mm. that sort of go unannounced. I'm sure every Pacific person has those sort of stories about their mothers, mm. you know. But, you know, male, you know, males, are, they dominate even the storytelling space. Yeah. So I'm one voice trying to push the woman, female voice. Mm-hmm. We need more. Because <laughs> <laughs> my shoulders are only so big. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking when you were talking about your mom because I, I told these guys like I will put on shows yeah. for my parents. Yeah. Did you ever like put on shows or perform to your parents <laughs> or your mom? And what was the reaction? Oh, yeah. this, so this is the weird thing about growing up, right? So I was part of old local. So I was raised Catholic. Yeah. I am a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> So I was part of a Samoan local group and, you know, we did White Sunday and did all that stuff. It was really funny because growing up, the feminine part of me was always sort of like shoved aside and like, you know, you don't be like that. Mm. But whenever it came to the need for a performance. (laughs) (laughs) I would show up and show out. Oh, and it wasn't even that. The church, like the church, whether it be my father or the the person would be like, fear. (laughs) And I'm like, do do you want me? Like, what? Are you do you are you trying to like hide this part of me? Are you trying to like? It's very confusing. <laughs> I'm getting mixed messages I mean, right now. Totally, and I was to- always getting mixed messages about what was appropriate and what wasn't because in the church context it was like no, but it was like okay, we need a performance fear. <laughs> any ideas? Yeah, any ideas? Would you, would you like to do a lip sync of some sort? And I, it was always me doing a lip sync to some like random fucking song. What song? To, oh, always. It was something different um, all the time. I think my, oh, this is probably telling my age as well, but I think my go to was, um, he wasn't man enough for me. <laughs> yeah, 
Just wait, that, please tell me with the choreography, with oh, the dance break. I learned the whole, I learned the whole dance, you know. And I was always ready, but it was always just very confusing because I was like, I can't. Do you want this or not? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you want this performance? So, and costume. Yeah, yeah. Do you but, want me in totally, that dress? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I'm like, can I, can I wear a wig in church? How does this work? Um, but yeah, it was like that part of me was like only okay in this context. <laughs> So yes, I grew up doing very random performances. But also my nan, like uh, my mom's mom, she whenever we went, we all grew up at my nan's house. She made us do lip syncs in front of her. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of. Did your family say the same? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they were like because... group us, and then we would have half an hour. Yeah. To come up with a performance. <laughs> oh, the improv, <laughs> totally. the improv, even totally. like, nah, that was weird prep. Yeah, well, totally. <laughs> and my nan would be the judge. She would just sit there and go, mm, okay, yeah, and then decide who the winner was. Wow. Yeah. It was a very full on like X Factor situation yeah. we had going up. I love that. Like a Serlai cowl. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Totally. Just critiquing everyone. Totally, totally. Yeah, my nan was savage. Like she was so savage. But it actually, that is the beginning of my career. <laughs> yeah. Was those was those lipsticks in front of my grandma? <laughs> Looking at your past work, so yeah. for example, we, we watched quite a few things. So how can someone be able to access or be able like to be able to look and support your past work as well as your future work? So like oh. when it came to the promise of Piha, I could not find it. Oh. I was like, I'll be willing to pay for it, yeah, but no. I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, it's um film works funny because it depends on like so we don't actually own Piha anymore. It was bought by Rialto. Okay. So Rialto owns the film, so Rialto decides what they, they do with it. it yeah, oh. so distribution wise, like I think uh, our contract with them was for like two or three years or whatever. Mm-hmm. They screen it before they screen films in their cinemas. So until that sort of is done, then it can't be accessed online. Yeah, so it depends on kind of where the work ends up. Like Maria's online because yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. because that, yeah. who owns it? PIC Pacific Islanders Communication Hawaii. Okay, um, bought it out, and mm-hmm. so they own it now. So and they made it accessible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, film is weird in that way. Okay. Yeah, the creator doesn't always own no their yeah. creations. In the past, like whenever I've gone to watch Pacifica films or whatever mm. that I see online, mm. there have only been a few instances where I've seen a lot of Pacific Islanders pack out a place. Mm. One of them was For My Father's Kingdom, cool. and that's because a lot of people were able to see it online. Yeah. Well, for example, when I went Pacifica Film Film Fest, not last year, the year before, hardly anyone. But when I talked to my friends or social circles, a lot of them said that they don't know what's there. Pacifica Film Festival? Interesting, because yeah. I work for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's the thing is how how do we get the word out? Oh, I, I think it's uh, and it's like any art form really like just sharing and like I think people underestimate the importance of a share mm-hmm. and how simple that act is in, in, in helping to get people's work out. Um, I made a really strong rule on social media for myself that I would never and you'll probably pick it up now that I've said it that anything I share has to be Pacifico. Mm. I don't share anything outside of that. Yeah. Because for me the representation online is one thing on, on you know, making films or whatever that center us. But actually your online platform mm. is an opportunity for you to center Pacific people as well. Mm. We don't have the ability to do it on a bigger scale, but actually all our people are online, that's where our yeah. audience is. So a simple share, mm-hmm. celebrating other people's work, whether it's like photographers or fashion designers or filmmakers or actors, mm-hmm. just share, share everything. Mm. And uh, you'll be surprised at the, how loyal Pacific audiences are. Yeah. 
They're very loyal. Mm -hmm. Share it even if you don't fucking like it. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's there's specific excellence and then there's just specific. Yeah. (laughs) Share both. Totally. (laughs) Share both. Share Share it all. You have to, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like we don't have the luxury to be selective at this point. You know? We don't. We have to share everyone's work whether we fucking like it or not. And I will do it. Like I will share... Everyone's done. No, I, I, totally yeah. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Because yeah. you ju- we just have to be seen to be active. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to be seen to be working. Yeah. And that visibility alone is enough. And so how can we be able to support Parramatta and Diety? Share. <laughs> share, share it. Share so it. Like so everyone in, like, yeah. Because like, you know, even talking yeah. in the past about other films that currently yeah. exist because they were made. Like I remember when I went and watched Vi, I was sobbing. Yeah. But seeing that majority of the audience was white. And mm. I was like, wow, like the people that look like this on exactly. the screen. And so I love that. So the whole thing of that's something that we can do within ourselves is share. Share yeah. the things, whether it's good or not. Totally. Share it. <laughs> share, share, it. share the work because even if it's what we deem good or not, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not. Like definitely not. But I'm like um, – <laughs> But you know what I mean? But you have to celebrate. Why'd you look over here? <laughs> why did you why did you gesture sometimes? <laughs> it's not. Um, but you, you have to celebrate it because the, yeah. the people made the effort to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like I said, we don't have the luxury to be selective. We yeah. just have to celebrate everyone doing something. Oh, you love Beyonce? Yes. Wait, do, I do saw I? so I, I, I saw <laughs> I like, Wait, that you on. said you that you Beyonce. and Hanel, I think you guys used to write to Beyonce or something. Yeah, so I think we wrote PR to Beyonce. Oh, and so that's the thing. Like, I noticed a lot of people of color, <laughs> a lot of Pacific Islanders yeah, love Beyonce. Totally. And so, where did you get your love from Beyonce? Why do I love yeah, her? I don't know. I think she sort of epitomizes sort of and me using the people of color thing, but um, sort of brown or black excellence in yeah. a way that we haven't been afforded the opportunity to <laughs> achieve in these countries. Yeah. So, you know, with the you know the Black Lives Matter thing, we. Because black people, African Americans, were like our only sort of visible access point on television for a long, long time. Mm. My love for Beyonce is sort of just a response to that. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Because the Black Lives Matter thing brought up a lot for yeah. Pacific people in that we actually use African American culture a lot yeah, in a do. way that sometimes is questionable. It's problematic. Totally problematic. <laughs> And so I'm trying really hard as a Pacific person now to find identity outside of that. Mm-hmm. And because we only really became involved in, you know, African-Americans really only entered our narratives in diaspora. Mm-hmm. And that was only what, like 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. So actually we had a formed identity Before that. for thousands mm-hmm. of years. So what was that? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And how do we integrate that now outside of um, the African-American narrative that we've mm. relied on for so long mm. yeah. and which I'm grateful for mm. because they held us in visibility for so many years yeah. without realising it. But now how do we shift outside of that yeah. mm-hmm. and create our own? Yeah, mm. no, I don't know if we, we can mm. because we've absorbed it so much. So much, yeah. yeah, yeah so you know, much, into yeah. music and into mm. fashion yep. and, and there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. like, yeah, how do we now find a balance? I suppose. Yeah. Without us feeling like we owe them mm. so much, even though we, we do, do owe them yeah. so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like we do. That. And like I, yeah. I say that so openly because we do owe yeah. the African American community so much. The black community mm. in America, they inspired the Polly Panther movement in totally. New Zealand. Totally. Like one four I found in Sydney was mm. iconic in the fact that they didn't have the American accent when they rapped. Mm. Which is very different in comparison to a lot of other Pacific Islander yeah. rappers that came out and straight away they're like, American, oh, yeah, totally. you know, with the American accent. Yeah. And Can so, do it. <laughs> no, I was going to try. Yeah, I was like, excited. Go. Hello. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I think it's awesome, yeah. Okay, so let's play a game. What's the game? So we're gonna do improv. <laughs> improv, improv what? in what way? Like singing? Yes. I can't so sing. I will Yes you can. No, go I've on. seen your work. Let's sing it though. Listen to my voice. <laughs> let's sing. Get that husky voice out. No, I can't. Ray Charles Rust, okay? <laughs> my ugly and you're blind, so <laughs> I can do Wise many things, eyes. I just can't sing. <laughs> so you can rap or sing. You will be given a word. <laughs> you just have to come up with a few lines, few bars. A few bars. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. If this ends up being crap, I'm cutting this. Bro, this is, no, yeah. I'm cutting this. This is going to stay. <laughs> this, uh, this is going to show my age so okay. much. Okay. And so I will give you each a word, and then you have a few seconds to come up with something, okay? Yeah. All right. Lamar, your word is aardvark. Aardvark, can Wait, I get yet, um, have, definition? Have, aardvark is an animal. It looks really oh, weird. Oh, this it's is peculiar. Arthur. Yes, Arthur. Yeah, he's an aardvark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Arthur, okay, he's an aardvark. Good. So, you have time to think. Sefa, your word is... <laughs> Come on, man. Your word is... Amphibian. Where are you okay. reaching for these words? No. No, because it'll be, to hear you guys improv on these words would be hilarious. Oh so think on that. Amphibian. Fear. <laughs> Your word is. No, I was gonna. I was gonna name a drug, but that's not. Good. <laughs> so we're playing into the, we're playing into the stereotype. Oh, nice. But maybe if you give what like lines of wisdom, no. or no. <laughs> if you guys can see my eyes, there's a lot of wisdom. Aphrodisiac <laughs> is the word for fear. Aphrodisiac. Aphrodisiac. So you have a few seconds. When you're ready. You will go, and I will be like Fia's nan, and I will be the judge as to who is the best. All right. Choreography is welcomed. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to add a beat with your hands or um, as a beatbox, that is welcomed as well. Extra points. My voice is enough. Love also, is and you can't use songs that already exist. Like, as in, if there's a song with amphibian, can't use that song. I need to write this. Okay, write it. Oh, okay. Jungle I, Kitty. I need to write. <laughs> You're like, he's like, it's been years since I went to drama school. <laughs> it's been years since I rapped. <laughs> he's like, going through my notes. Sorry. Um, what my final my mile. Let me go through my journal. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my rap journal. Wait, give, me, give me time, give me time. By the way, this is um, Sif and Lamar's audition for any of you. future works. <laughs> I auditioned to be an Arbok. <laughs> okay, who wants to go first? Me. Okay, oh, go Lamar! Lamar's word is Aardvark. Sometimes I feel like an Aardvark. Sometimes I feel like I miss the mark. yeah. I want to be a shark. <laughs> I want to be Barack. Obama. <laughs> yeah, I want to be an art park. Yeah, 
like hey Arthur I wanna be Arthur yeah just miss the mark I ain't miss the mark cause I know who I are that's how girl I play my heart yeah and that's the end of my story oh that was nice oh my god Oh my god, that was so good. And I was that like was singing, amazing. like a, and I, rapping. I want to say yeah. rapping. That was like it was a hybrid of everything. I think yeah. you just created your own music genre. But you really took us on the journey. Yeah, yeah. like, like I want to tell you like really humble beginnings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, I forgot to add a little bit in the beginning. Okay, go. Oh, go on. Yeah, if I should have gone first. Wow. Fuck, why do we... Why, how am I One of us, Fia, should have gone first. Wow. Actually, no, I should have gone first. I can speak for myself. Well, it's hard to follow that. But next is Sefa. Sefa's word is amphibian. Woke up this morning feeling like a million. New day, new birth, just like an amphibian. Hold up, wait a minute, strong like an obsidian. Told your mum would make it. Ops are gone into oblivion. What? Excellence right I there. I know, right? I'm inspired by Black as and King. Share. <laughs> share that. Also very amazing. Yeah. <laughs> really. Black as King, guys. But why inspired. were you using expensive words? I know, bro, that was really good. That was really dynamic. Yeah. Reminds me of Lynn Manuel. Shut up. And how But really? You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> Audition. I don't want to do mine. <laughs> <laughs> and now last we have Fia. His word is aphrodisiac um okay so i'm about to embarrass my druid at this point, <laughs> which is like you know i'm gonna say the music ca- bus figure capital at the moment and where i'm from but can i get a beat <laughs> no, wait. Five, six, sitting on the table ready for the attack Proving the provocation which I lack. I'm embarrassing myself and I'm gonna sack. But my word for this game was aphrodisiac. Aphrodisiac. Let me attack. Shack. Like Barack. Obama. Oh, thank you that the so beat cool. drum that out. <laughs> <laughs> that beat drum though. Um, <laughs> what beat was that? <laughs> the drummer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what's, what's really sad uh, is that my dad was a legit drummer. He is a legit He's drummer. He's a legit drummer, like island drums. Bro, did not pass on. He, he didn't actually need to know that that was you. <laughs> but you've actually told him. Dad, I hope you're proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's as close as I'm going to get. <laughs> So we'll edit that one out, yeah? No, it's in. Nah, it's in. It's in. I want to thank Fia for coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking out the time. Where can people find your work? Oh, it's all over. socials? On my socials, at the Belisosa Dream on Instagram, as well as at Belisosa Pics on Instagram. And then there's other sort of links, but you'll find them on on other of those pages. Mm -hmm. Sorry in advance (laughs) for my long-ass novel captions. (laughs) So follow him on IG, support any of the work that's coming out in the future. There should be web series. Yeah. And so please watch, November. share with your friends, share the words so that the more views and more support we get, the more we can be able to see more of our people on screen. Awesome. Thank you for having me. That's another episode. I'm Seva. I'm Sila. And I'm an art fuck. <laughs> <Whoop, yeah. laughs> <That's the hand>. <laughs> <Ooh, yeah. laughs> Lamar. Oh,
I'm Umarapati. Umarapati. Yeah. I know song. that song. Umarapati. Umarapati. Umar. 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 Yes. I think it means run rabbit. Yeah. yeah. Is that run rabbit? Run rabbit. Uh, run. The longest way to say run. <laughs> run rabbit. <laughs> that's the song. <laughs> yeah, it must be run rabbit. Because then they say the boom. Something yeah, that's the, the, that's the, the little, you know that famous song that oh. run rabbit, run rabbit. Oh, it's just based off an actual yeah. song. Oh, there's an English song. Yeah. No, the, didn't, didn't rabbit, at the run. beginning of Get Out. Have you seen Get Out? Yeah, I've seen, seen Get, Get Out. When the boy's being chased. Oh, in the first rabbit, that the song is playing yeah. run rabbit, run rabbit. I never knew it was yeah, based off an actual song. And then it's Umar Apati. That's Umar That is a revelation. You're like, this should be recorded. Yeah, my mind is actually blown. Yeah, it's run rabbit. Yeah, I had no idea. That's so you can funny. hear in the melody too. That's, that movie was scary. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so good. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm still sitting here on the wrong rabbit thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look up the English version. It's literally just one. It's scary. You know what's really fucked up though is um, we did this at uni. We had to do this um, when you welcome someone on. The Porfidy. Porfidy, yeah. right? And um, because you. me and Hanau were the only two brown oh, people in our up. uni. <laughs> Um, they were like, oh, you guys need to sing a song. But me and Hanau were like so anti-like. We were yeah. like, oh, if we're the only brown people, you do it. Yeah. Do you know what we sung? What did you Beyonce. Say? Or Marapati. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sacred song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were like, thank you so of Yeah, and we were welcoming this Brazilian group to the school. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> now the class will stand and sing a wire song for you. And we were like, Torifati. <laughs> and me and Hanau were just like, wow. We are the worst. <laughs> These Brazilians were probably crying like, oh, they're like that was so the most beautiful. moving song I've ever. I felt <laughs> the, the ancestors at this point. The mana. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. We were talking about rabbits. Like, it was just. I can just shocking. imagine them like telling the kids, generation, like, you know, when we went to New Zealand. Oh my God. That is true. To the haka. Touch my heart. <laughs> really touched me at the touch core my soul. Touch of my, my indigenous soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we say? He's like, damn, I just sang Run Rabbit. It's like all those years ago. We've got to shoot the rabbit. That's the what we're singing. Fuck, I wish. Wait, are we the rabbits? Yeah, what is the context of that? Oh my gosh, the colonizers used to sing the song when they used to get us to run. Wow. That's what I was thinking, get out. It is. That makes sense now. But that was what get out was. Yeah. That's what get out was. That makes absolute sense now. So when they came up the birds, they were like, run, rabbit, run. <laughs> For real. And now that you think rabbit-proof friends. Now we teach that song to children everywhere in Rabbit-proof friends. Someone needs Gracie. to actually see what the history of that song yeah. is. Because now no, no, I'm, I'm looking it up. My we're mind is so blown. <laughs> run, rabbit, run. We'll send that to our team. Can you look at that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give us an answer. Put it up in an email. <laughs> Jack, yeah. Jack, yeah. do you mind running that, please? Within the next 10, 10 minutes. Yeah, can you bring up that video, please? 